Patrick and Ruth Schwenk, and we are so thrilled you are listening in with us here at Root Like Faith. It's our deepest desire to encourage and equip men and women to be rooted in God's Word, transformed by the love of Jesus, and moved by His mission in the power of the Holy Spirit. Nothing is more important. Today, we are continuing the conversation about anxiety. In the last episode, we talked about the spiritual side of anxiety, and today we are talking about the physical side of anxiety. Stick with us because this is going to be good stuff. We can't wait to share today's episode with you. So let's go. On today's episode of Root Like Faith, we're talking about the physical causes of anxiety. Anxiety is not just a spiritual issue. We kind of address those the spiritual side of it in the last episode. You know, we aren't lesser Christians because we worry. And oftentimes there's physical issues that we need to address to overcome anxiety. So I don't know if you're anything like me, you're wondering what in the world do you mean when you say physical issues that cause anxiety? And, and it's pretty simple, actually. It can be something, it's a bad habit, like lack of sleep or a bad diet, or for me, the lack of exercise. <laughs> I, was, I was just thinking about um, a friend of mine that I had in college, and he really struggled with anxiety. Mm. And I remember hanging out, you know, in our dorm room, and there'd be some other guys there. And, you know, we were studying for an exam the next day. And, you know, this particular friend, I mean, he, he would, you know, sleep about three or four hours a night, and then he'd just drink coffee all day long. He was just was <laughs> juiced up all the way around. And so, you know, that would be an example of like somebody who just struggled with some really bad habits mm. and just did some things physically or didn't do some things mm. physically that impacted uh, anxiety and, and worry in his life. Yeah, I think we probably could all relate to that in some area of our life, the physical side of anxiety, those things that cause us. I don't know, I drink a cup of coffee and I then I have a crash and all of a sudden everything is, you know, <laughs> magnified and I'm worried about all things. It is so. funny how you wake up in the middle of the night and, and something as simple as, uh, you know, remembering to water the plants. Um, right. It feels like an emergency. I didn't water yeah, it, the plants, <laughs> right? At three in the morning. So sometimes just a lack of sleep can be a, 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 right. a cause for anxiety. Yeah. So, well, let's start here just talking about what the Bible has to say about us. It has a lot to say about as us as physical beings. So let's start there. Yeah. I mean, I think when you, you know, I know last time in the last episode, we talked about the, that spiritual side of, of worry or anxiety and looking at, at how, you know, worry or anxiety can really reveal what we believe about God or don't believe about God. Yet the biblical um, narrative really teaches that we are, as human beings, we're, we're both physical and spiritual beings. Mm, you know? yeah. So you see that, I think, at the very beginning of the Bible, you know, Genesis 1, Genesis 2, where we're made in God's image, we're created to be like him and to know him and to, and to live with him and for him. And that opening story, really, of God creating that first man, you know, he scoops dust from the ground and breathes the, the breath of life into him. And so we are, as other authors have said, that the stuff of earth, but also the stuff mm. of heaven. Mm, and that. you see that theme throughout the Bible, you know, John chapter one, you know, the story of Jesus coming and dwelling among us. I mean, Jesus, the eternal son of God, he wraps himself in flesh. He mm. dwells in humanity, dwells among us. And, and so we, if we're going to understand ourselves correctly, we really have to see ourselves more holistically. We right. are Right. spiritual, but we're also physical. And so as we think about worry and anxiety, we ought to pay attention to the physical side of who we are if we want to try to overcome mm. anxiety. Yeah. And that's why I love that. I love this conversation because I think 
we can minimize this. I think we can minimize the physical causes of anxiety and to step back and say, wait a minute, what am I not doing here? So what should we be paying attention to physically as it relates to worry? Let's talk about that. So for me, (laughs) well, let's just be honest here. I have a real issue with like staying in a regular exercise regimen. I wasn't going to say it, but (laughs) since you brought it up, I'd love to talk about it. So I have, (laughs) I'm just kidding. I think you do a great job. No, I don't. I try. It's so hard. I just, I really do not enjoy working out. Okay. And it's okay. I can accept that, but I do (laughs) recognize that there is, there are benefits to working out. And I honestly, I feel better when I work out just knowing that I'm taking care of myself. Um, and so I think that for me is the real struggle. Um, what other areas should we pay attention to? Yeah. Exercise is huge. I mean, I, I have Mm -hmm. just started running again. I mean, I was always a runner, uh, growing up, I ran track and cross country and then, you know, worked at a running store when we were, you know, going not not to, not to, um, (laughs) <laughs> talk about myself here, but I've run a lot over the years and I, I was never fast. I wasn't winning awards. Listen, but. you've exercised regularly <laughs> over the last 20, over 20 years of our marriage. And I have, I start and I stop and I start and I stop, which I do need to say, I don't think I just said this a minute ago, but I need to say that I actually am in a regular exercise regimen you right are, now. You're doing great. And I feel so much better, but <laughs> why do I always want to stop? What well, is true? I mean, just exercise, I, I think just, um, is so helpful for, mm. for overcoming anxiety. It's a stress reliever. Um, you know, it, it releases certain hormones that are, that are good for us. And so, you know, exercise is one example that we, that mm. we ought to pay attention to. It's a physical, uh, solution or it can be a physical mm. solution, mm-hmm. uh, to a physical cause, uh, to anxiety. You know, uh, what, another one that I think of is just our diet. You know, oftentimes right. what we eat, what we're putting into our body can have an impact on how mm-hmm. we feel. And so, um, you know, okay. that, that can be a struggle. And that's an area that I feel like I do really well on and you not so much. <laughs> <laughs> I like to eat. Well, I love to eat, but I do, I am careful with what I eat. So <laughs> I am too. I just like to eat a lot of it. You know what that's I mean? So the problem. I, I like granola. I like organic granola. Which is healthy. I just like a lot of it. The problem is when you eat it like all day long. That's at eleven o'clock at night. <laughs> yeah. No, but I think you know diet is a big part of that. Um, sleep patterns are, are I think really mm-hmm. important. I was joking about you know the friend of mine in college, but that really is I think a, a big a big part of that. I mean I think you know you look at again the life of Jesus in in his earthly ministry. And Jesus got hungry. Uh, he got mm. tired. He, he was thirsty. And so in the humanity of Jesus, we see these real physical needs. And, and so I think we have to, to take care of those physical needs, whether that's exercise or eating or sleeping. I mean, all of those things can have an impact on whether we worry or whether right. we don't. It's not the only thing, but it, but it is a layer uh, to, uh, to overcoming anxiety. Yeah, and I think... I mean, when I'm sleep deprived, that's when it hits me the most. I know we've kind of talked about the physical and um, food, you know, coffee, honestly, let's be honest, like you said, drinking that all day long can really impact you. So 
I've had to limit the amount of coffee. I usually just have it in the morning because I know that it just makes me feel so bad when right. I have it all day long. Well, I think that, that for folks that are on Medicaid, you know, obviously we entered into a whole new world two years ago when I was diagnosed with cancer. Um, where I began, you know, five months of, of, you know, frontline treatment, taking medication and, you know, went through stem cell transplants and now I'm on maintenance medication and that does something to your body. Mm, Um, there's an impact and there are certain side effects from medications that affect your body. There's, there's nutrients. I know, you know, we were joking uh, recently about, you know, my recent lab work, how it showed a deficiency in, in a nutrient. And I was so relieved to find out that when I looked that up online, that actually one of the causes of, of being low in this nutrient is, is, you know, can be worry or irritability. I'm like, Oh, that, that explains uh-uh, it. I, I'm not honey. a, no, a you... <laughs> terrible follower of Jesus. There's actually a physical reason for why I feel that way. Right. But sometimes yeah. the, the body can be deficient in mm-hmm. some way in some nutrient. Um, you know, I'm not a doctor, not a medical doctor. And so understanding brain science, sometimes mm. there can be chemical imbalances in the brain or deficiencies. Yeah. And so that, that physical side uh, needs to be addressed right. or can yeah. be addressed by, by somebody that is skilled in that area. Yeah. And I think much of our battle with anxiety is connected to our brain. So we yeah. cannot ignore that. Absolutely. You know, Romans Chapter 12, you know, verses one yes. and two, verses two in particular, be transformed. Mm-hmm. Um, or maybe it's verse one, be transformed by the renewing of your mind. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, so much of our transformation and growth in Christ is connected to the mind, to our right. thinking. And so the mind is really that that soul's capacity uh, to think, and it's where our beliefs are. And so, you know, how we think uh, has a lot to do with, with what's going on in the brain. Mm. And so I think what scientists are discovering is there's a, there's a lot um, of, uh, you, know, um, you know, of our thinking that has been impacted maybe by just our chemical makeup, um, right. you know, maybe the past, different events or experiences that we've had. Mm-hmm. And so one of the ways that God's, tra- you know, one of the ways that God transforms us is by the renewing of our thinking, changing our mind and, and how we think. And what neuroscientists are discovering is that the brain can actually be rewired or restructured mm-hmm. by just changing our thoughts. Yeah, and I, I love how Romans twelve two says, be transformed by the renewing of your mind because that tells me that the transformation come, that there is that struggle you know, in the thought life and that the transformation comes when my mind is renewed. So I think we see there, this should be no surprise to us. We will struggle. Um, We will struggle with our thoughts. We will have distorted thinking. Things will, you know, be mixed up. Yeah, I was thinking about, you know, my my mom, of course, went home uh, to be with the Lord in 2012, but she was diabetic from you know, as far as I could remember, you know, all the way back to when she was younger. And so she always took insulin, you know, she would, you know, I remember as a young child, you know, watching her give insulin shots to herself. And the reason was because her, her pancreas didn't function the right way. And so nobody would have faulted my mom's pancreas for, for not working right, or there's something wrong with her because her pancreas wasn't uh, functioning the way it, it should be. And so I think, you know, sometimes, we can have that view when it comes to the, to the brain, um, mm. that there are, um, some things that maybe are chemically wrong with the brain that, that are not functioning the right way in the same way that, that my mom's brain or her, that her pancreas was mm. not functioning yeah. the right way. And so we wouldn't ever 
say that there was something wrong with my mom's faith because there was a part of her body mm. that wasn't functioning correctly. Oh, I love that. And yeah. so we ought to be careful then when, when somebody's struggling maybe with mental illness or anxiety um, to make that same conclusion that, mm-hmm. that there are oftentimes things that are wrong with the brain. Uh, there are chemical imbalances that, again, need to be addressed by, by mm-hmm. somebody who is skilled and, and educated in that area. And so uh, a lot of our worry and anxiety could be connected to that part of, of who we are physically. Yeah, I, I love that. I think that's a really, really good illustration for us because I think, you know, mental illness is something that is a topic that has finally, we, we finally can talk about right. uh, more readily in our culture today. And people feel like it's something that is normal, that can be, uh, people can seek help for and they're not looked down upon. And so I think that's an important area and, and, um, topic to bring into this. When again, I think for so long, especially within the church amongst Christians, you know, it was sort of taboo um, to say you struggled with anxiety or depression or mental illness. And so, um, it is, I think a a great, um, a great thing that we're understanding just mm. who we are, um, you know, again, in a more holistic way. Right. Because there are, uh, in many cases, um, you know, physical uh, problems or physical causes that can be addressed that can really help somebody that, again, has nothing to do with their love for Jesus. You know, exactly. It, you have people yeah. that love Jesus, they love the church, they love other people, but they struggle um, maybe uh, because of, of, you know, chemical mm. imbalances or something going on within the brain. And, and so the, I think for us to ignore that or uh, to minimize that, I, th- mm-hmm. I think is a great detriment. Yeah. And I, I love that you said this holistic view of anxiety, because I think we need to look at um, all of the causes of anxiety, like in the, make sure you listen, if you haven't listened already to the last episode where we talked about the sp- you know, spiritually, the spiritual side of anxiety. And and obviously today we're talking about the physical side of anxiety. And I think we need to see that whole picture, that holistic picture and really get an idea of, of what could be causing our anxiety. I'm telling you this anxiety is uh, something that so many people struggle with. We have um, at, oh, at thebettermom.com and forthefamily.org, our blogs that we have had for almost 10 years now, every single time we talk about anxiety, um, there is so much anxiety, there is so much engagement and response to that because so many people struggle with it. Yeah. And I think especially right now, I mean, uh, mm. you know, we're obviously still in the middle of this global pandemic. And so you, I think collectively, uh, you have just a lot of people that are wrestling with unknowns. Yeah. Um, and yep. we're, you know, wrestling with questions about, you know, finances and health and, you know, loved ones and the future. I mean, all of those things, um, I think are, are throwing gasoline on, on a fire. And mm. so I think we already, as a culture, we're struggling, mm-hmm. you know, more and more with anxiety as we've talked about in the last episode with some of those statistics, but especially now, um, you know, with what's going on in the world. Yeah. Yeah. Well, let's transition here to talking about the practical side of this. And so we've kind of obviously discussed all the, all different ways that physically anxiety can plague us. Um, well, how, how can we overcome anxiety physically? And so I think some of the basics that, we understand just by what we've talked about, good sleep would help. Yeah. Um, exercise definitely helps. Um, a good diet. Uh, I think when we're talking about, um, you know, mental 
illness or uh, maybe it's just some things that we need to work through in our past, you know, seeing a doctor or a counselor. Yep. Um, and I love this last one is paying attention to our thinking. Yeah. Yeah. I think that, you know, again, that, that goes back to what we were talking about before that so much of who we are um, is connected to our thinking mm. and to our thought life, to our to our mind, and so you know, there's a pretty standard list of of uh, distorted ways that we think. And so, let me just ri- let me li- list a few of these and see if these um, resonate mm. with with you or or those that are listening. But here's a, a, a couple of those: um, all or nothing thinking. This is that idea that you know, if you're not perfect or if you get uh, something wrong, then you're just a total failure. Mm. So it's sort of that idea that. That like I I go out and I, uh, for me, preach a sermon and I know I said something wrong. Then I I totally dismiss everything that I said right and focus on that one one thing thing. that I did wrong. And now I'm just Uh a complete failure. Uh, So it's that idea of all or or Mm. nothing thinking. That's one way of distorted um, thinking. Uh, overgeneralizing, you know, so mm. that, you know, oftentimes we'll, we'll catch ourselves saying, you know, in marriage, you always do that. I, uh, I don't ever say or, that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I always do that. So again, yeah. it's that overgeneralizing, mm-hmm. you know, nobody always does something right. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, a mental filter, this is uh, connected to number one, but you pick out a single negative detail and dwell on it. Mm. Um, uh, here's another one, you know, discounting the positive, uh, jumping to conclusions, oh, you know, that, that's one assumptions, where, uh, assumptions yeah. where we uh, might be in a conversation with somebody and we interpret their body language or their tone of voice, you know, something that they do. And so we jump to conclusions mm. and we think that they're thinking this, or we think that they're thinking that, um, when we magnify, uh, or exaggerate something, I mean, mm-hmm. that's another way of, of, uh, you know, sort of demonstrating distorted thinking. Uh, this is probably one that I think, you know, maybe I think all these are, are uh, relevant, um, but this one, especially what um, we might say reasoning with our feelings or our emotions, mm-hmm. um, you know, we believe um, what we feel that, that ultimate reality is how we're feeling mm-hmm. in the moment. That is a really good point. Cause do you know how many times I have to stop myself and say, okay, this is the reality. You know what I mean? I mean, think, I think we all have yeah, to do that. Yeah, you're great at that. I mean, I, I probably especially uh, wrestle with that one that mm. so often, you know, I'm a feeler and so often how I feel then that kind of defines my reality and you've been really good at sort of bringing me back to reality. I know you're <laughs> famous for saying don't go to Hollywood in your head. Well, no, um, I just always have to stop you and say, honey, okay, let's let's think about this, you know, well, of course, that's right, right? Because yeah, don't feel think it. This, think right, about yeah. it. Let's think about this. This is the reality, okay? Yep. Because I, there, it is so easy. We could make all sorts of assumptions. We could, you know, build up a whole story in our mind when that is not the reality. Yeah, absolutely. So I think those are just a, you know, a couple examples, mm-hmm. and that's a pretty standard list of, of distorted ways of thinking. So I think you know, paying attention to our thinking can really show us, you know, ways that, that we don't have good, healthy, um, you know, good, healthy thought life. And, mm. and just, you know, those ways that we can invite the Holy Spirit into our thinking, into our mind to continue transforming us again, rooting ourselves in Christ and saying, Jesus, I want to be more like you. I want to enter into your kingdom and believe that, that I really do have a father who loves me and who mm. cares for me, that no matter what happens, I'm going to be okay mm-hmm. uh, because I belong to you and I belong to my, you know, my father's kingdom. And so I think as we pay attention to our thinking, it's an opportunity for us again to just say, Holy Spirit, come and, and change 
my thinking, renew my mind, transform mm-hmm. my mind so that, that in my thinking and my beliefs, um, I can, I can experience abundant life, right? This mm, Paul says that. in Romans eight, that the mind governed or controlled by the flesh is death, but the mind governed by the spirit is life and peace. And, and that's what we're after. We, we want our minds to be led and controlled by the Holy spirit so mm. that we experience life and joy and peace. Yeah, well, I have loved this conversation over the last two episodes about anxiety. And we all struggle at different times in our lives, and some of us more than others. And, you know, to wrap this up, as I think about anxiety, there's a few things that I want to leave you with. So if you are struggling with anxiety, here here's a few things just to remind you of. First of all, see a doctor or a counselor to explore that source of anxiety. Um, Surround yourself with godly people who will point you to the truth and point you to him. Um, Pay attention to what you're thinking. Like we were just talking about that whole list of of ways that our thinking can be distorted. Um, And lastly, saturate yourself in God's word. So see that doctor or counselor, surround yourself with godly people, pay attention to what you're thinking and saturate yourself in God's word. Well, what a great conversation today on some of the physical causes of anxiety. And as you know, if you've been joining us every week, each week we walk away with a key idea. It's that main takeaway, summing up what we've talked about. So today's key idea is anxiety is not just a spiritual issue, it's also a physical issue. We'll we'll also be sure to put that key idea in the show notes as well as anything else we referenced at rootlikefaith.com backslash podcast. You can also follow us on Instagram at Patrick W. Schwank and at Ruth Schwank or on Facebook. And listen, if you love today's episode, we would love for you to leave a rating or review and share it with your friends. This helps us get the word out. And as if I didn't say it enough already, we are thrilled you are joining us and we welcome you into our family here at Root Like Faith. Be sure to subscribe on Apple Podcasts so you don't miss an episode.